Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough, along with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. And Larry, good morning. I see we have a familiar face once again here we in do. the studio this morning. Good morning, Sandy. Good to be here with you. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, sitting between us is a, a face we recognize. <laughs> and, <laughs> Michelle, <That's good. laughs> thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, you guys. Absolutely. Michelle Buer, of course, uh, one of your favorite realtors, Larry. And uh, Michelle, Larry was telling me last week that he thought the inventory of homes is back up a little. Is he right? I mean, you can contradict him he, if oh. he's not right without, without any fear oh, of and, retribution. And he knows I would, but no, he is right in this case. So um, it's actually huge. The market inventory is up about 44% compared to this time last year. Why do you think that is? So there's a whole mix of things. There is a lot of sellers kind of feeling a little bit of fear and entering into the market. And there's a little bit of buyers kind of pulling back right now with, you know, interest rates slightly increasing a little bit. So typically you do see that the market at this time of year is about 9% up month over month. Just kind of the inventory we should keep and that's where we kind of normally run. But yeah, this year it's up over 44%. So if you think about this, about this time last year, when you listed a house on the market, about 62 to 72% went off of the market under contract that first weekend. Right Mm. now, that statistic is actually only about 20% that get listed. Yeah. So get listed on the market that actually come off the market that very first weekend. So some of it is sellers being extremely unrealistic with their expectations. Oh, well, yeah. And some of it is, you know, buyers being a little bit reluctant. But we're still definitely having a huge volume of business turnover in our state constantly. But, yes, inventory is up 44%. And I want to make sure, because you just said it, but I want to make sure it doesn't get lost, uh, that would be the new home listings as well. Correct. Yeah. So this includes like new homes. If they have model homes, they're putting on the market, things like that, that is going to be included in that if they're listing it on the multi-listing service. So Michelle, let me ask you from before it was gone in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, how's it, how's it, uh, how long does it take to get an offer? So an accepted offer. It does depend on where the house is priced. If you're working oh. with a good agent, you know, and you're pricing it accordingly and you're marketing it really well, it's still going to sell quick. I mean, okay. our days on the market is actually down right now compared to this time last year. So okay. days that are on the market. However, that's an average, right? Right. But if you think about it, every house is not flying off the shelf the first weekend, like we, we were taught to believe, right? People just mm. think that if I just put my house for sale on Friday, it's gone by Saturday and that's great. That's only happening in 20% of the cases right now. But does it matter what the price range is? I, I'm, I'm sure it does. You know, if you got a four million dollar house, it's going to take a lot longer. But say from five hundred to one point five, is it uh, still about the same? It's still about the same, even if you go over all price ranges. Okay, pretty much is is the same. If you price a house well, mm-hmm. and you know you don't want to give any buyer's equity away, or excuse sure. me, any seller's equity away. But if you're pricing it well and it's a fair price to the buyer and the seller, it's absolutely going to move within a few days because we have so many buyers per house in this market. If you're setting an absolutely unrealistic price, whether you're at the lowest price point or the highest price point, it's going to sit there. You know, the market always knows, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? I I find that amazing. Mm -hmm. The market knows. 
your house is priced too high, you got to come down a little bit. It's priced here, you got a ton of offers. Exactly. So right. it's it it works right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Has any of this changed? I'm thinking we're almost completely through five months now in 2022. Right. right. Has the last month, even three weeks, been different from the first four months? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say um, like the latest data from the Mortgage Bank Association reported that mortgage apps declined 11 percent last week to the week prior. So we are definitely seeing it right now. It is a little bit different than it was per se in January. So this just indicates, though, that not as many buyers are entering into the market currently. So if they're in the market, there are fewer competitors coming in and joining them in the market. But as rates have increased, people have backed off a little bit. But it's not historically at the highest it's ever been. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, if you think about if if rates are where they're at and they go up even a couple percentages, we're going to look back on these rates and go, man, that was I could have bought so much more house at that (laughs) price. (laughs) That is what you keep telling people, Larry. And I I know you've said many times in the past that SCL is still closing purchase money loans every day. Every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to our, our funders and I said, what's going on today? How many loans are we going to close today or we're going to close tomorrow? And are they refis? Are they purchases? And the majority of them are, re, are uh, I'm sorry, uh, purchases. Mm-hmm. And every single day. So there's homes that are being sold in Colorado and buyers are moving into them every single day. So, Correct. you know, rates are what they are, but there's still people buying and, and want to own a home. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it's still a good time. Very yeah. good time. Well, before we forget, Larry told me, Michelle, that you have some news of your own as well. Something about a brand new brokerage a while back. Oh, yeah, I did. So during the pandemic, you know, some things shifted in real estate along with every industry. I mean, I think right. we all felt it. And I just kind of felt it necessary to move away from the kind of boutique model that I was at to a little bit bigger company. It just benefits my clients a lot more. And that's what I'm about. So I still guide my same Colorado Home Road group. We're just now empowered by Madlam because they're one of the number ones in residential resales. So we wanted right. to have a little bit more power behind us. Good for you. That's exciting, right? Yeah, it's exciting. I, I, I didn't realize it had been over a year already. I've been, you know, talking to you regularly, and here she is, struck out on her own, and good for <laughs> you. Yeah, it's really nice. So with our Colorado Home Road Group, we've got people all over the state. So right. I help manage agents. So, you know, I'm a native here, so I know a lot about the state, but I can't be everywhere. So it's nice that our group has people that can go far north, far south, you know, basically anywhere in Colorado. <laughs> You don't want to be too small and you don't want to be too large. Exactly. So <laughs> striking the balance is a bit of a challenge, I would think. It's a bit of a challenge, but you know what? You need to have that balance because you need to know what's going on off market. You've got to be the top of all the websites. You need to be with my listings. There are all the premier status on the different sites and they're on, you know, whether it's a little website or a big website, whether it's an app on your phone. I mean, all the search engines. I want my client's house when they're for sale to be seen at the top of everything everywhere. But I also need to be small enough that I really can hear what their story is and what's going on in their life and make sure that the real estate goals and plans we're setting up for each customer is ideal for their whole lifestyle. Good Sound team. familiar, Larry? Doesn't it? <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. We want to service our customers. <clears throat> Excuse me. We want to service our customers like they are the only loan going in our shop. <laughs> exactly. But on the other hand, we want to do as many loans mm-hmm. as possible. So th- there's a fine balance. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, I'm very complimentary of our listeners. Many times they have said, gosh, I heard from you guys all the time, and I, I thought I was the only loan going in the house. Well, right. that's not the case. There's there's a lot of them, but that's that's very complimentary to us. Yeah, no, you, you definitely, and I think you guys do this as well. You really strive, and I want to make sure each of my clients feels like they're my only client. Right, right. But yet I need the knowledge and the power and the backing from them not being my only client. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, there, there, there's some cross-currents there, uh, but uh, th- that's great news, and Uh, Again, while we have the opportunity, once again, uh, give out your phone number. uh, If you could, uh, I'll say it first and you can repeat it and we'll uh, say it again before the hour is out once or twice. 720-477-0835 is Michelle Buer's number and uh, your web address. So it's coloradohomeroad.com. All right. And yeah, that that's my personal cell, so you'll get me directly. It's seven two zero four seven seven zero eight three five. And you can always contact us at SCL Mortgage if you are driving or not able to write that down. We can anybody in the office can. Uh, they can find me. They can find you. Yeah. <laughs> we and got you. While Go. we're giving out numbers, we will make mention of the fact that for SCL Mortgage, it's three zero three seven nine zero twenty two twenty two. And the website is myspecialmortgage.com. But that's a good reminder, Larry, if uh, uh, people, even as we repeat uh, Michelle's number, uh, don't quite get it uh, because they're driving around, they can always call Absolutely. you and uh, you can provide uh, the necessary information. Uh, Larry had an interesting comment last week about interest rates, and we'll ask him to repeat that comment, and we'll talk about it next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And on this 28th day of May 2022, the SCL Mortgage Show rolls on. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, Michelle Buer, one of our favorite realtors, is in studio with us on this particular Saturday morning. And Larry, I I thought you had an interesting comment last week about interest rates. So if you could repeat that comment, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, So we had about two and a half years of incredibly good interest rates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best, yeah, the best I've seen. Historically low. Uh, historically low. I, I've been in this business for 34 years. I don't know that we've ever seen these rates before. Or ever thought we would have seen or, or numbers seen, like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, And, you know, I just read a, um, a story that interest rates in Canada were 1.5 and and about 2%, and now they've gone up to a little over 4%. Not that much different from here. But my point is is that those days are gone. Right. And right now we have what's typically good interest rates, right? So whether we're in the fives or five and a half or what, no. whatever the case is, we always give people our best rates, no matter what the market conditions are, the best rates we can give them. So I would encourage our listeners to, you know what? Those days are gone. Now this is the real world today. Right. And it's not so bad, right? You can still buy a house. It's still a very competitive uh, market. So that that is my point, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you tell me, Michelle, how increased rates are affecting the market? Right well, now? yeah. So rising rates have slowed certain buyers down. I mean, they are different than where they were, um, you know, in the – points when they were at the lowest historic rates we've ever had. And slowing buyers down, we're going to increase our inventory. But, I mean, that's not bad. It's going to allow buyers to have a better right. selection. Instead of having three houses in their budget, now they have, 
you know, more houses that they can go look at mm. and tour and find the one that fits for them. Mm. So I don't think that having more inventory on the market for buyers is a bad thing. And if sellers are marketing their homes right, it's not even a bad thing for them. So, Aren't we used to seeing four to six months, well, not in the past several years, but four to six months of inventory on the market at any given time? Yeah, some people will talk if you're around that four to six and kind of closer to six, you can have like a balanced market. And we yeah, are absolutely yeah. nowhere near that. Right. I mean, right. We're not right. even at a couple right. months inventory. So, I mean, it, depending on the time of the week when you run the inventory counts and stuff like that, I mean, we're under a month. Mm. So we're nowhere near a balanced market. So, you know, yes, we're talking that buyers are getting things a little bit better for them than they have been, but they're not bad by any means for sellers because according to the, you know, market stats, mm. we are definitely still in a seller's market. Yeah, that's uh, and again, uh, with with trends going the way they are, we we forget about some of these essential realities and the comparisons. I think that both of you make uh, aren't necessarily month to month, but more year to year mm-hmm. to get a more realistic right. sense of where the market is and a broader perspective. You really have to go back to, in this instance, May of twenty twenty one, not. April of 2022. You know, you could go month to month to month and it would probably drive you crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's better off to compare year over year. Right. So this is where we are today as opposed to last year. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you always have seasonal changes. I mean, you can look year over year to get a better platform to compare to. But yes, month to month is also good to to analyze and Mm -hmm. to look at. But it, I mean, think about it. There's things that are affect the housing in May. A lot of people are graduating and you have a lot going on within the school year and things like that. And that happens every year. So if you compare May of this year to May of last year, you're going to get a better outcome of what's really going on than comparing May to April. Right. Right. I agree. And I'm guessing that 2020 was such a stressful, crazy, (laughs) unpredictable year that that almost is irrelevant. Now, when you draw these comparisons, I may be overstating that. No, I I definitely agree. I mean, especially in, you know, March of 2020, when things were shut down and and definitely a little bit more craziness in real estate, like, you know, they consider housing essential, so it still continued. But there were times we had to be under contract before you could show a home. (laughs) I mean, that's extremely hard for a buyer to put a contract out on a house they haven't seen and a seller to negotiate it because, I mean, it is a legally binding contract. So you go through all these negotiations and then you go and see the house. And, you know, you walk in and what if it smells like cat pee, you know, or something's really wrong with it. Like, you don't tell that from pictures. So you can get a good sense, but you can't know. So when you say, like, yeah, a ton of houses fell out of contract in March of 2020, there's a significant reason. So you can't compare that to March of 2022, the amount of houses falling out of contract. It's not even a comparable number. Michelle, with rates increasing, do you think it will affect renters? Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, a lot of renters don't realize this. But (laughs) I have always said, if you have a roof over your head and, you know, you're not a little kid, you're paying a mortgage. So it just might not be yours. Right. So, (laughs) right. Like you're either you're, you're building somebody's equity. I just don't know if it's your equity or your landlord's equity. But rates are rising. And some people don't realize that, yes, that is going to affect rents. Um, they're they're going to go up, too. And it's crazy. Just the other morning, I was in shock. I was watching the news, and they did a segment on rentals. And these people were on there discussing how their rent is up 56, 56 
percent. Wow. Now, this is crazy. And this is obviously one of the extremes. However, it's about 30 percent is very common for rental increases right now where interest rates are going up. And I get that. But they're not going up. Not that fast. <laughs> you know, and if you own your own home and you have a mortgage, you have fixed housing costs and you're controlling that and you're building your own equity. When you're renting a house, your landlord decides what they want the rent to be based on demand and, you know, how many people want to be in that area and all sorts of other factors that probably don't affect your paycheck. <laughs> and most people's paycheck isn't going up 50 some percent to support this. Um, if you're curious about the news story, I did link it to my website, um, coloradohomeroad.com, so you mm-hmm. can check it out. But I think the thing about getting into a fixed mortgage is once you get there, it can kind of really only get better. When you're working with a good lender like Larry and rates do go down, he's going to be able to reach out to you and help you get into a lower rate because you already own the house. Yeah, you can't take that away. You can't take that (laughs) away. So it'll be up to you as the buyer if you want to redo your loan at that point. But you fixed your cost. Where with rent, it's fixed for the term of your lease. But after that's up, your landlord's determining it. And I don't know. I like control way too much to give that away to somebody else. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Well, Larry, you have said on more than one occasion that there are times during which renters are paying more per month than their house payment might what be their house payment if could they be. owned a house. Yes, yes. You know, I, I, I do take the time to look at um, um, our, our processing software and some applications, and I talk to people in the office, and, and they're looking at this application and seeing these folks are paying $2,500 a month in rent. Mm-hmm. And... The new house payment is going to be twenty two hundred dollars or twenty two fifty or whatever it is, depending on the down payment and right. and and all that. But to me, that in itself is a reason to own a home. Oh now, yeah. Maybe you have you know maybe your FICO score is low. Maybe you have trouble coming up with the down payment or whatever it is. But I would encourage people to call us because we can work with both those cases, mm-hmm. especially in the FICO. And and maybe if you hadn't thought about it, maybe there's a rich uncle out there. Maybe there's a an in law, a brother, somebody that would be willing to help you with that down payment, and that's perfectly legitimate. But if you are paying more in rent than you should be in a house, that's not a good situation. Yeah, so, and, and I agree. I've seen many a times where buyers at the closing table and all the numbers are sitting there and they're like, we now own a home. Right. We've now locked in a lot of our fixed housing costs, and yet it's less than we were paying in our rental. And now if I want to paint the wall blue, I can paint the wall blue. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I want to paint my yeah. kitchen cabinet red, I can paint right. my kitchen cabinet red <laughs> because they're not controlled by somebody else. So not only is that freedom a huge part of it, but... Financially, yeah. I mean, it is crazy because people assume that rent is supposed to be less than a mortgage, and that's not always the case. So it is. I encourage people to reach out because you might you might find that you could it's own a home and you're, be paying the surprising. same or less. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Larry, I'm sure I'm not alone among those listening who uh, may not have majored in economics uh, during <laughs> the, their, their schooling days. Uh, so let me ask you about the economics of, of buying your home. There's some considerations, and, and the good news is that for those of us who are less uh, economically well-versed, you can help out because it's all there in the numbers, and yeah. you can basically get those numbers instantly now in this 
technology age. Boy, we can. And, and high technology. High technology. <laughs> maybe more than me and, and, and maybe you, Sandy. I don't know. But, but our loan officers are really, really good at that. So we, we try to lay everything out for our customers that call us. Mm-hmm. What payment are you comfortable with? What, um, what down payment do you have? What's, right. you know, the, the entire situation. But I was thinking about it over the, over the week, and I, I thought to myself, the probably the best economics in owning your own home is the fact that you can write off the interest. Mm. That is absolutely huge. So I just, for the heck of it, I just said, okay, if you're going to buy a $700,000 house, right. and let's say if your interest rate is 5.5%, okay. so you're going to pay about $38,500 in interest over the year. Okay. You know what? That's fully deductible in in most cases. Fully deductible. So if you are making a hundred grand a year, or making two hundred, or what whatever the case is, and if you're renting, you don't have any of those economics at your disposal. But if you own a home, now you can take that thirty eight thousand dollars off your gross income, and you don't have to pay that to the IRS. And nobody wants to pay the IRS <laughs> any money. So. You know, it's that is the biggest or the biggest mm-hmm. economics uh, in I think, and and like Michelle has said that um, you own it. If you want four dogs, if you want yeah. whatever you yeah. want, it's yours. You can't just make your payments. You can't take it away <laughs> from you. And so there's lots and lots of good reasons to own that home. And again, the number for SEO Mortgage three zero three seven nine zero twenty two twenty two myspecialmortgage.com dot com is the website and. Uh, uh, Michelle, give us your uh, website information if you could. Yeah, once it's coloradohomeroad.com. All right. And the number for Michelle is 720-477-0835. We will forego customer emails for this week. Take advantage of uh, Michelle's presence here and ask some more questions as we continue. With this May 28, 2022 edition of the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And we continue now with the SCL Mortgage Show. Michelle Buer, our guest, uh, realtor uh, extraordinaire. And uh, as uh, you put it, your best choice in real estate and uh, 5280's top producer. Very, <laughs> very nice. And uh, Larry, uh, you said that uh, you... Uh, wanted to suspend uh, customer emails this week, but we want to remind our listeners they can always go to the SCLMortgageShow.com to ask an email question. Uh, Michelle, back to our line of conversation. Should people who are thinking of selling their house soon be worried about this market? and maybe how volatile it seems to be at the moment. So my initial answer is no. I never want any of my sellers to be worried. With with the correct marketing and, you know, like I tell my sellers, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> we'll do enough marketing. Your house is going to get exposed. It's going to sell. It doesn't really matter the market. There are always people moving. So I'd never want a seller to freak out. Now, having said that, Keep in mind, we are still very much in a seller's market, like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about the month's inventory and things like that. Now, an increase of 44% is extremely scary to anybody, right? Mm. That's just, that number is is drastic. But we need to keep in time, you know, in mind the time of year and and a lot of other outside circumstances that do affect that number. So 
I would say yes. Sellers aren't putting their house on the market and maybe selling as instant as they think. Or, you know, we're not getting these lines outside of people's houses for showings and things like that. But there's other contributors to that. Like, we no longer have to show a house individually one at a time. Right. There's not restrictions anymore. So we can have what we used to with a couple agents in touring a home and things like that. It gets to be at the seller's discretion. So some of that creates some extra fear thinking, oh, my God, I'm used to waiting in line with 10 people to see a house. And now I could walk right up and see it. Well, yeah. it's the circumstances might not even have anything to do with the house. So I would say I don't feel like the bottom's falling out. You know, don't don't rush to do anything you wouldn't want to do. You know, I do feel like we could be at a slight plateau. A little bit right now. I mean, prices are definitely up this time now compared to this time last year with with a lot of equity gain for our sellers. So I, you know, encourage buyers to get in the market and I encourage sellers to only sell if they want. But with some good marketing, any time is the right time. All right, Larry, we're going to put your uh, math acumen to the test Uh uh, Uh here, (laughs) uh, at least as far as Colorado is concerned. Uh, Do you have a sense, because I know you measure these things all the time, do you know how many people are moving here in a year? Uh, I do, Sandy, and I'm okay with you answering or asking me about math questions. If you want to answer or you want an answer to a, a uh, biology question? Yeah, I, I'm off the air. I, I, don't, I don't have an answer for that. But you know what? I I actually looked it up, and in 2021, there were 27,700 people moved to Colorado. Oh my gosh! That's that's a pretty significant amount. That's a lot right? of people. That's, that's a lot, and all these people typically want homes. Um, you know, coming from other countries, and and then I also went further and said. You know, I moved here in uh, 2015. In 2015, there was 100,000 people moved here. So I was one of <laughs> one of 100,000 people. But but still, my, my point is that there's like almost 28,000 people moving here. So, you know, realtors like you, uh, Michelle, I know you're crazy busy all the time, but there's... Um, there's a lot of people that need help when they're when they're moving here. So, and I, I went one step further, and I thought, I, I wonder what the population is in Colorado. Well, last year it was five, it was five point eight million people. Oh my gosh! In our state, that's a lot of people that have moved here over the time, right? Yeah. So, and then I thought, okay, well, where's everybody coming from? Well, they're coming from California, right? New Jersey and New York. And yeah, maybe you can. Those are the three leading states. The three leading states. Yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of people are coming here. They're coming to Idaho. Right. They're coming to uh, to Washington, uh, Utah, Arizona, and Florida. And you're licensed in most of these states, or all of them? Uh, Not quite all of them, but I did recognize Idaho because our compliance manager said. It was about four months to get licensed in Idaho. Now, they, they granted us temporary authority, um, but it took that long because there's so many people moving to Idaho. It just there was a lot of mortgage broker applications or mortgage correspondent applications. So uh, I found that interesting. And Florida, you know, one of my favorite states, lots of people move in there, too. So um, very interesting, I thought. So, yeah, we're going to be busy. I want to ask you both this question. Uh, What about new home sales in this country? Now, uh, April, we were talking about this before we came on this morning. April was down 17%. Rates and supply chain concerns are a factor. Cost of lumber 
going up, which I guess mm-hmm. I've heard, but maybe not quite as often. The cost of lumber is yeah. going up. Well, the cost of lumbers and the cost of workers. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, new builds sometimes used to have, you would drive out to check on your client's house and you would see more than a dozen people working on top of each other for this house. And now sometimes you drive by and there's just no workers there. So, you know, even the trusses or whatever needs to be done is just kind of sitting at the house waiting for it to be done. So I think we're dealing with supply chain issues. I think we're dealing with cost of worker issues. I think there's a lot of reasons why new home builders have pulled back some of their inventory all across the country. Yeah, over I, I read over 17%. So that's, yeah. that's pretty significant. You know, they're, they're just I was going to ask you to put that in perspective. Seventeen uh, percent, uh, <laughs> much higher, about the same, little oh, lower. It's it's, uh, it's more significant, yeah. right? It's right. it's I way more significant. So. <laughs> yeah, because you're talking seventeen percent of an extremely large number. Yes, you know, you're not you're yes. not talking seventeen percent, and we're we're not we're not talking about a hundred homes where seventeen percent is equivalent to seventeen. Right. I mean, right. you're talking drastically larger numbers where seventeen percent is enough to make an in, an impact on the economy for sure. Sure, sure. And uh, you know we're <laughs> all. Uh, Trying to find out as much as we can about economic trends, much to our chagrin, uh, they change. Uh, we all still the try. Time. And I, I, I'm even hearing uh, this week that uh, uh, maybe there's some overreaction uh, without getting into the political realm. I mean, the Fed's not supposed to be political anyway, but not but, supposed but, to. Uh, but in in a sense that there there is an overreaction. We talked with. Uh, uh, an expert on these things uh, a week ago, yep. right? Yep. And uh, he, I recall, kind of made what I remember to be a similar point that he thought they were overreacting and raising the He did. Rates. He did say that. He said that uh, they did overreact. Of course, they didn't admit it, but right. they, right. they, they right. did overreact, and, and maybe too late, Right. Because inflation is kind of here, and and he also said that you know we're we're probably going to go through that over a twelve month period. It's right. not going to be really bad. No, it's, he said it wasn't oh eight oh nine. Exactly. Right. So I I'm me I'm not personally freaking out about it. You know it's gonna it's gonna be not good, but we get through it. We're we're always. Um, America's strong. We get through just about everything. You know, I think, I mean, we've gone through unprecedented times with a worldwide pandemic. Oh, yes. I mean, economy. I mean, there is just so much. We we are strong. And I think, especially in Colorado, it is a desired place to live. I right. mean, it is gorgeous. It sure like, seems to be. It, you know, it's just that you got indoor stuff, you got outdoor stuff. I mean, it's just a place yeah. to live that you can make a life. I, I had some clients the other day call it an Instagrammable lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, it took me for a second, but I was like, it's an I interesting phrase. Interesting phrase. And but it does. You drive around. I mean, God, just drive on some of our highways. It's just breathtakingly beautiful. Like we live in a beautiful picture. So people are going to always want to live here. And we've got a lot to offer people. And we have, I mean, from just such a variety. So I think that this is always going to be a desired place to live. So I feel like if you have a house here or you get a house here over time, real estate always seems to gain equity. Right. You two are experts in in all of this. If there were to be, I think the number was 27,000? Yes, just about 28. All right. Is that sustainable? In other words, um, can we retain all the things that you two have been talking about with almost 30,000 people moving in? 
well, every year. Let's how, say, how long is that sustainable, or is it perfectly sustainable for the foreseeable future that we would add 30,000? 30, 30,000 people. So I don't know how many of those 30,000 people are renters that no. are moving here and might not want to buy just as they get here. So I can't uh, address that, but I know there's a lot of them that want to live here. Mm-hmm. So it's a question about people putting their houses on the market. It's a question about people, builders, bringing homes out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a question of maybe you don't live right in Denver Metro. Maybe you live on the outskirts a little bit. Um, there are homes out there. You you have to, um, you got to find them. You got to go see some homes. You got to, you know, like uh, Michelle, um, she knows the area real, really well, a Colorado mm-hmm. native. And I think that's a good place to start. So, I would agree because when people are moving here, they need to realize our market can be really confusing. Colorado yes. is extremely hyper local. There are places where you pay a ton more in rent and then you drive just a couple minutes and, and you can get a lot you know, more for your dollar. And it's the same way in home sales. And I think that's the thing where you want to have somebody experienced on your side guiding uh, you through those things because – Nobody can predict how many more people can move here and how many people are going to leave. I mean, nobody has that crystal ball. But we do know that people always say, you know, over time, real estate is a smart investment. Ah, and and that's a constant. That's always a smart. That's the only constant I can give you with all of (laughs) with everything else. With everything else that we can't (laughs) forecast, uh, that uh, that we can with some certainty. Three zero three seven nine zero twenty two twenty two for SCL Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com. Michelle Buer, our realtor guest, seven two zero four seven seven zero eight three five. And again, your website address for the website. Yep, it's coloradohomeroad.com. All right. Very good. And we'll continue. There is still more ahead, believe it or not, on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as we wrap up today, again, Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, Michelle Bure, our guest. And uh, Michelle, uh, Larry and I wanted to ask you about a radio ad that we both hear fairly often, and we've talked about it, uh, called Orchard. Are you familiar with that? What's that all about? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, it's important to stick with. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I know where you're going, and, I, and I'm, I'm right with you. Stick with your local real yes. estate agent. Thank you. So, yeah, it, we, we've <laughs> said, Michelle, we've said that dozens of times. It's a mouthful, show. but I would say, you know, there are people like I, I can speak for myself, and I can say I have my client's best interest at heart. I really, truly want what is financially the best for them, and I want to walk them through a successful transaction. I am about what works for them. And that's why I practically run a 100% referral-based business because I do a good job for my clients. And when the transaction's closed, they look back and they don't feel anything but that they were taken care of. They don't feel like something was misled or or anything like that. They absolutely feel like the entire time I had their best interests at heart and that if they're a seller, that they got every penny of equity out for them. It didn't go to somebody else. It went to them because that's what truly matters. And my buyers feel like I was able to negotiate for them and I was able to get a good deal for them no matter what their current situations are. It doesn't really matter um, no matter kind of when buyers and Larry can testify to this. A good lender 
will help seal the deal. It doesn't matter what kind of funding they're using. It all closes at the end of the day at the table for the seller just the same. So I would say, personally, I want to only keep my client's best interest at heart. And that's how I choose to do my business. And that's more of what I focus on than what these other things you're kind of hearing anywhere are. I would say, you know, check out everything. If it seems too good to be true, I'm it telling you. It probably is. Yeah, my yeah. mama taught me if it sounds too good to be true, it is. So figure out what's what's going on behind it. You know, Larry, we've spoken on this so often. We have. Yeah. We have. And, and, you know, whenever I hear a commercial or a TV spot or whatever it is about Orchard, I'm, I'm not picking on Orchard, but whatever it is, if it's mortgage-related or real estate-related, I want to I dig into it. I want to find out what's mm-hmm. going on. So, you know, maybe that's a maybe that's something that somebody wants to do, but I for me when I I dug into it, you are selling your home and then you maybe have to use that mortgage company and then you may be assigned to a realtor that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And my phone kind of got blown up over that and and I thought, okay, this is um, Yeah, you want to work with an expert that knows your situation yeah. and can help you and yeah. is is like for me, like negotiations are a gigantic part of where my strength lies. And if I'm not a good negotiator and somebody's just telling me I find this buyer house and I don't really care and there's no interest <laughs> of what really happens, that's not good. I want to be invested with my client. I want to say, look, I am going to negotiate strongly for you and we're going to get you the best deal because this is your largest financial asset. You're probably, for most people, right? For, for sure. Their home, whether they're buying it or they're selling it, they're taking charge of their finances. And if you're taking this much control and giving it to somebody who's maybe not an expert to help you, that I don't think is going to turn out the best for you. Why not go a proven route, a track record? Like my sellers with my marketing, they know they're getting every penny out of that house. And buyers know they're getting a good deal. And there's no questions because there's no crazy hoops or anything like that. And there is not a need in this market to be anything other than yourself. Like with good, strong negotiations behind you, it doesn't matter the type of loan or financing you're bringing forward. Your realtor can negotiate for you to get that deal done. And you know what? Um, as a side note, we offer bridge loans. Mm-hmm. SCL yeah. does offer bridge <laughs> loans. So we can take your, you know, I want to buy your house, but I have to sell mine first. <laughs> we can eliminate that. Mm-hmm. We can give you a line of credit to buy that house, and then you sell your house when you want to. Yeah, so that's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, Larry, you're right. There are so many other good options Yes, you know, that, that can be used. And when you're working with a strong agent, like I will really walk people through multiple, multiple options that they have in moving out of their current house to get a new house. And it doesn't need to be somebody else making a large chunk of money. It needs to be you keeping your equity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well put. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we talk about this, not that it is necessarily entirely analogous, but when we're doing a talk show here in town, it's obviously a local talk show. It's not uh, nationally (laughs) syndicated or anything like that. And we would hopefully bring more local knowledge to our broadcast, to our talk show on any given day or night than a national person could. No knock on the national person, but we would have to know more or we shouldn't be on the air. We would have to know more. Uh, I mean, you went to the Avalanche game, Larry, on Wednesday night. I, I mean... 
you would simply by going to a few hockey games a year and following the avalanche uh, here from a local perspective, you probably know more than a lot of the national people because you would have seen the avalanche play in person more than that national person. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, and, and that would overcome more than outweigh the, uh, knowledge of the particular sport that the national guy might bring. If he hasn't seen the team play, he doesn't have a feel uh, for the team. And mm-hmm. I, I know you always tell our listeners, Larry, because we're getting close to time here, to use a realtor in all transactions. And you've been emphatic about that. So let me ask you, why should buyers and sellers always use a realtor? I know you've talked about this before. Well, I absolutely think that I've <clears throat> all the... Uh, the, you know, we don't have a, a whole slew of realtors that we deal with inside of SEL. We do have a few, but the the ones that we have, we are tested, proven, tried. They know their stuff. They're hardworking, and they're really, really good at it. So, you know, I've been in, in real estate 34, 35 years right now, mm-hmm. and I would never I, – I can go out and buy a home. I know how to do it, yeah. but I would never do it without – Michelle or, or, you know, one really, really good realtor because there's so many reasons uh, to use that. I don't want to get in trouble with a real estate contract that I don't know that much about. And, and Michelle, you can attribute or you can uh, suggest yeah. that too, right? Well, that's true. I mean, people think that it's the, the purchase price. And yes, obviously that matters. But there are thousands of dollars of different negotiations in the Colorado contract to buy and sell. Just small little tiny things with one box, the way it's checked, right, can right. be a couple thousand dollars to one party or the other. So, yes, financially, it is nice to have somebody who cares about you and is worried for your financial benefit. And, you know, I would just say if somebody knows what's really going on and they're able to understand if there's a problem with title, if there's a, you know, something that's going to come up and, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like the thing is, is I'm not a structural engineer, but I definitely know how to get my clients in touch with one. And there's been many of a times where I've showed houses and pointed out to my buyers prior to them investing money into the home that, you know, there are are issues and and some things like that. Like a good agent is going to help you avoid a lot of potential pitfalls that could be extremely expensive. Well, you know, the the list could go on and on and on. I don't know how much time we have, Sandy, yep. but but knowing the area, oh, knowing yeah. Oh, yeah. knowing the schools, knowing right. just everything. I mean, just in our area, there's probably five different um five different homes in different price categories mm-hmm. that, you know, this price is, is this and this price is that. And, and we happen to have a middle school and a, and a uh, elementary school right mm-hmm. beside us. And, and if you were just coming into the area, you wouldn't even know that, right? Because it's sort of hidden away. Well, yeah, and yeah. School well boundaries... the same with our neighborhood down the street here. Yeah. From the studio we're broadcasting from. That, that you wouldn't even know that the school is, is there. Right. Yeah, school boundaries can be in. hard. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of those things like you may may or may not know. And, you know, some things that are important to you, you definitely want to know about, whether they're school boundaries right. or whatnot. Right. And, you know, if it doesn't cost buyers to use an agent in our state. So why mm-hmm. not have somebody on your right. side who can really negotiate for you and teach you the whole process? You know what? I have somebody who can help me with <laughs> building my house. I'm not a builder, but I would go hire one. And I'm not going to tell the builder what to do, but 
the builder is going to tell me, and then I'm going to make the decisions. Right. There and you that's, go. That's, that's yeah. kind of where a good sense. agent comes in, right? They're not going to tell you what to do, but I'm definitely going to give my clients some really good advice, and then they're going to decide what works best for them. Yeah. And and one one thing on that, uh, the two of you, you know, the the seller always pays the agent's commission. And in, in my mind, and they always, always yeah. earn their commission. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you just yeah. don't want to go into yeah. um, into selling or buying a home without an agent, and they earn their money every yeah. single time. Well, I want to thank you both. We could do two hours easily. <laughs> I'd probably do more than two hours with, uh, with the two of you. Uh, we're out of time today, but uh, Michelle... Your thank you very much, and once again, uh, your phone number and your uh, website address. Yeah, so my personal cell is 720-477-0835, and you can get me at coloradohomeroad.com. All right, 303-790-2222 for SEO Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com. Uh, you're a wealth of information, both of you. Thank you. <laughs> I've enjoyed thanks, it. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Well, thanks it. for having me, you guys. And we thanks, will be Andy. back. We'll have Michelle back uh, very soon, of course, but uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, we will move into June when we Already. next uh, broadcast. Wow. Already <laughs> nearing the halfway mark of 2022, right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 